In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda under www.cinda.org. Now, we don't only bring you thought leaders from all over the world, but we also have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the show, let me tell you what this show is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection light regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please remember to listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. specific time, And if you miss us live, don't worry about it because we're all over the web. We're on every major podcast platform from Apple to Google to Stitcher to Spotify, all of them. So you can find us pretty much everywhere. And in this series, you can listen to great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that can motivate, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even propel your career forward. Now, also send me an email. Uh, reach me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless If your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now, let's talk about this episode today. We're going to go back in history a little bit. You know, in May 2020, um, just as SMBs worldwide were struggling to get their businesses online because of the pandemic, Google introduced core web vitals. In addition, Google informed businesses that these vitals would soon be ranking signals worldwide. In other words, if a business did not get this right, their ranking would be affected. Finally, in August 2021, Google fully rolled out core web vitals as Google ranking factor. Now we are in April 2022, six months later. And what are we experiencing? Do businesses understand core web vitals? And which vital is most critical for ranking? Now, our expert in this episode comes from one of the world's leading website builders for SMBs and enterprises. And he's going to talk to us about what he believes the most critical core web vital is that companies need to pay attention to and how they can be successful. In addition, he talks about focus how focusing on web core vitals, vitals can really improve ranking and conversions. So... Russell Jeffrey is Duda's Director of Platform and Product Strategy and leads product and technology integrations and partnerships. Russ also heads up Duda's App Store and is responsible for adding best-in-breed products and services to Duda's ecosystem. He leads integrations with enterprise partners. He also holds a Bachelor of Science from the University of Oregon and has deep experience and a passion for nearly anything related to the web, ranging from SEO to web design to technical web standards. Now, Duda is a professional website builder trusted by over 18,000 agencies and SaaS partners. Duda's mission is to make web design quick, easy, scalable, and painless. It's a leading web design platform for web professionals, agencies, SaaS, who serve SMBs. Since launching in 2010, one million sites have been published on the white-labeled Duda platform, and Duda has raised more than $100 million in funding to date. So, Russ, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kimberly. Super excited to be here, and thanks for having me. Okay. So, um, Russ, just real quick, to, to go back to 2020, I mean, the world changed. SMBs got thrown into this um, 
situation where, you know, they had to go online. What do you think the biggest challenge back then was? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think it was trying to find different ways to interact online, which you had previously done in person. So what that looks like is great. Previously, if I'm an accountant or I'm a lawyer, I, I need to find a way to interact and engage with my customers in a digital way, in a way that's you know non-native. Uh, a lot of that came in the form of you know e-commerce, right? We we saw obviously a big rise in, in like. Shopify usage, Duda saw a big rise in e-commerce usage, definitely at the beginning of the pandemic. But also, it's it's finding other ways to transact online, right? If if I if I go back to my accounting example, it's saying, cool, how can I have my customers book an appointment? How can that connect up to Zoom automatically so people know to meet me on Zoom rather than come into my office? How do we make sure that maybe we can take payments online rather than sending invoices or trying to collect, you know, in-person money? So it's trying to, you know, move any of those interactions online and do it in, in a digital fashion. And I think I think that trend is kind of going to stay with us here for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And I think I think when we look back at May 2020 and, you know, they I think everybody was struggling. So, you know, everybody, as you said, had to get the transactions online, whether it's payment, whether it's e-commerce, move the goods, do whatever they have to do. Um, and and the competitive competition online got quite big, uh, Russ, because, I mean, before, maybe if I were a restaurant and I, I were on the south side of Chicago, then not on the north side of Chicago, a lot of foot traffic was there. Now everybody's on the web. They're searching the web. Um, you know, you, you, you search a keyword for best ribs or something and, you know, a whole bunch of places pop up. So this competition made SMBs realize they had to have better performance. So do you think, you know, do you, do you think they started to understand that uh, about how performance was important? Uh, absolutely. I, I, I do think there's a, a bigger shift going on here and people are, are looking at performance as one aspect of the overall probably experience that they're providing to customers um, on, you know, through any digital interaction, right? Whether that's the website, whether that's through SMS messages, any of that experience factors that play into it is something that I think SMBs are going to have to look at more. And I think they did start to look at that more during um, kind of the, the early pandemic. I want to like highlight on, I talk about this as an experience factor because I think experience looks at the overall, you know, usage of the, of the website or of the digital presence itself to say, okay, cool. It's not just about how quickly does a website load. It's saying that when I'm on that website and I click buttons, is it an enjoyable experience? Do I get frustrated along the way? Are there roadblocks that are preventing me from, you know, getting in contact, uh, becoming a customer? All of those type of things, I think, play into the broader messaging that it's not just about, you know, speed. It's about the overall experience that you're providing online. And that's where I think SMBs are, are, would, would kind of really be able to focus is saying, great, I want to make sure that I'm providing an awesome experience for every single person that's coming. And speed is just going to be one factor of the overall experience. It's, it's a very important factor, but it's, you know, it's, it's one aspect of a, of a larger experience. But it, it, when you talk about speed, because, you know, as a consumer, when I go on website, that's the one thing that yeah. dri drives me crazy, whether it's it's not just the loading, but as you said, I click on a button and it comes up quick. So why, uh, I mean, why is speed so important? Okay. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, as humans, I think we, we lose interest in mm. things super quickly. The average <laughs> human, if, if you have to wait five seconds for something to come up in front of you, you're going to, to get distracted. Your mind is going to go start focusing on other things. So if you're not you know, having a website that loads quickly, essentially people are going to get disinterested and they're going to leave really fast. Um, kind of some, some statistics around this, which is interesting, is that if your website takes more than five seconds to load, you're going to have about a 75% higher bounce rate uh, across the board, where if you if your website loads in about two seconds, then that bounce rate and people leaving immediately is going to be heck of a lot lower. And so it's, it's really just about who we are as humans, right? It's saying we, we know that people are going to get distracted, that they're going to leave. And speed is just a, a big, big factor in just making sure that you maintain focus and people can use whatever, you know, they're visiting, whatever website it is, whatever content you're, you're getting giving them whatever experience quickly and easily and seamless. It's, it's just one of those huge factors that plays into the experience. 
Yeah, and I mean, we do lose attention very quickly, that's for sure. But I just want, I want to come back to the what you just said about two seconds or five seconds. Um, yeah. Dude did, did a study in 2021. It was um, right after the pandemic, you know, the year of 2020 on speed. And you did that with insights on Lighthouse Speed Index. And um, you actually found in that study that that most of the SMBs were kind of average on speed or, you know, not that great. Can, can you say something about that? Yeah, kind of the, the, the data that we saw is, is, you know, SMB websites, they're actually just a little below average um, uh, in terms of how they perform with either, you know, some of these lighthouse tests or the core web vitals. And I, I think that's just a factor of, of not having the resources, not having the, you know, kind of professional focus that, a lot of the larger, more professional organizations can put into a website uh, itself. So really, I think, you know, kind of the, the platforms that, you know, provide websites really need to step up their game on behalf of small businesses and really make this kind of a priority going forward, just because they, they're not going to have the same resources that, you know, an enterprise can put into making sure the website has a great experience, it's fast to load, all of that type of stuff. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So platforms such as yours, such as Duda, um, you focus on ensuring that your platform uh, supports SMBs in speed? Absolutely. This is one of the, the kind of the core focuses of our kind of product development is that any site that we build on Duda, we're doing everything that we can to optimize for speed. There's a lot of complexity that goes into this from how we host the websites to how we optimize the, the loading experience for people that are visiting, how we do a, a lot of these things. It's, it's just, it's something that a lot of platforms and especially website development platforms have not put really a focus on uh, historically. And it's something that really needs to change uh, in, in the market itself. Mm -hmm. And just when, when you're doing that, just a quick question. Um, you know, if I'm SMB, what are some of the common factors that might affect my speed? Is it like huge files, big pictures? I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an SMB and I don't know anything about this. I had somebody build my website. What could affect my speed? There's a, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, there's kind of the core components of, great, if I'm uploading an image or a video or I'm, I'm using some type of media on my website, is that media optimized? Are you compressing it? Are you resizing it? Are you making sure that you're not uploading a 5,000 by 5,000 pixel image that you know is going to be a big download and really slow down your website? So there's things around the you know any of the media or assets that go into it. There's also things that can really slow down of like if you're using third-party tools. So Duda sees this a lot where you're using a uh, embed on the website that can slow down the site, such as a um, like a booking tool or some mapping provider or tools that you know kind of integrate in and, and try and add more functionality, often end up actually slowing down the site itself. And there's 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 literally hundreds of other factors that'll play into how your website performs and what can slow it down and how it's built and how it's structured um, that that goes into that. And it's uh you know it's it. it it's one of these things that really requires a deep expertise in the web to really know, okay, here's the things I can do to optimize. Here's the things I can do to uh, ensure that uh, the websites that I'm building are being fast. And so Duda, we really try and, and do everything we can. Now, people can come in and, you know, build something that that is slow on, on Duda because they're adding in all of these third-party tools or extra resources or videos that aren't optimized. Due to, we, we try and optimize it, but there are still things that people can bring in that, that are not there. So we try and guide our, our customers and you know the agencies that use Duda. We try and give them kind of the best practices and educate them to make sure that they know what they're doing and what they're getting into, but it's not a foolproof system. Mm -hmm. So there is there is kind of an educational process behind this, you know, as somebody, a small, an SMB comes in with a wish list, like really, really long, and then you have to kind of say, well, if you do that, it's going to slow this down a little bit. <laughs> you find that happens from time to time then? Yeah, all, all, all the time, all the time. We, we, we see, you know, there's, there's a, you know, a lot of people coming and saying, yeah, I really want, you know, this really pretty background video um, and really have that fully recorded like a, or have a, a, you know, this awesome background video that really engages visitors or this image slider with, you know, 15 images in it, or this, you know, embed of 
cool. I really want to have a live video feed on my website of my business. All of those type of things, um, it really will slow down the site. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, Russ, we're going to take a small break, and when we get back, I want to I want to talk about how you can use the speed and some of the things you're talking about to be better marketing and 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 get better ranking and um, get a better uh, overall better customer experience on the web. So for our listeners, we are talking to Russell Jeffrey, and he's Duda's director of platform and product strategy and leads product and technology integrations and partnerships. He also heads up Duda's app store and is responsible for adding best in breed products and services to Duda's ecosystem. He um, also leads enterprise partner section. And Duda is a leading uh, website platform provider. And Duda's mission is to make websites quick, easable, scalable, and painless. And if you want to learn more about Duda, then please go to www.duda.co. And Duda is on LinkedIn under Duda and on Twitter under Duda and Facebook under Duda. And if you want to reach out to Russ, he's under Russell Jeffrey on LinkedIn. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds virtual meetings, trainings and conferences and research papers. And they're having a live conference in Mallorca, May 16th to 18th, and you will be able to meet the Duda company, their staff, and talk with them in Mallorca. And with that, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in, and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you ready to hear from investors and get insight on different asset classes? Join host Troy Eckert for the program, Talk with the Texan, Money and Life. Troy works with high net worth investors and is ready to bring you the secrets he's learned in his 35 years of alternative investment experience, along with his guest experts. If you want value, you'll need to listen in live every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. listening to leadership beyond borders do you have a question or comment about our show please send an email to leadership beyond borders at gmail.com again that's leadership beyond borders at gmail.com now back to this week's program welcome back to leadership beyond borders i'm kimberly lewis your host and this show is brought to you by cinda virtual and we are speaking today with Russell Jeffrey, and he is Duda's Director of Platform and Product Strategy and leads product and technology integrations and partnerships for Duda. And he also heads up Duda's App Store and is responsible for adding best-in-breed products and services to Duda's ecosystem. And Duda is a professional website builder trusted by over 18,000 agencies and SaaS partners. And since launching in 2010, they have 1 million sites have been published on Duda's white level white label platform. So, Russ, before we were just kind of talking about, uh, you know, core, you know, web core vitals and and speed as as kind of one of the most important ones. So let, you know, we, we talked about why a little bit, but how how can agencies and technology providers really use speed in the advantage? of their go-to-marketing strategies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think about this in kind of three major steps that you know agencies and, and web professionals can leverage this. I think one is just starting off by educating your customers on speed. Talk about 
what it is to have a fast website. Talk about why it's important, right? Talk about some of the metrics around the conversion rate um, that, that goes into the conversion rate improvement that happens when you have a website that loads quickly and provides a good experience. Make sure that you're kind of out there educating the broader market and that your team can speak to these values and these assets as well. So step one is kind of that initial education uh, and engagement with small businesses around the speed topic. I think two is um, tell them that this is something they, they need to focus on. Tell them that most likely any website they have already it's probably not doing great uh, with, with Core Web Vitals or with these speed metrics, right? If you look at the data from Duda's perspective, we see that roughly about 30% of the web today passes the core web vitals test from Google or, or these mm. metrics. Um, Duda, like our platform, about 60 to 65% of our websites are passing core web vitals uh, across the board. So if you're using some of these you know, other tools, it's likely that you're not scoring well. So if you have a way to test existing websites, if you have a way to look at that performance and really measure that and show that value, you can kind of bring your customers into the fold and say, hey, look, this is something you really need to be focusing on and here's how we can go about doing that uh, as, as part of it. And then I think finally is is just to to really just play into that strength, right? Make sure that when you do set up and, and take the website live that you're testing for speed and you're making sure that you're following through on, on all of those uh, aspects of it and really using this just as your to, to your advantage. I think what I see in the market today is a lot of agencies and, and web professionals, they, they don't really talk about speed. And I, th I think the reality is because they're, they're scared of it. Uh, mm -hmm. They 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 go and use the tests from Google. They go and use you know the existing like metrics out there, and they see that you know their websites are not doing that well. So often they're avoiding the conversation and not having this. And I think that's really to the detriment of the broader kind of web community and and kind of digital experience providers that they're not incorporating that into their core kind of value proposition. And it really should be something that's really focused on because it really does have a direct impact on sales, on conversion, on the overall trust that a website and a business is providing to their clients. So mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's something that, that really needs to kind of be, be brought up more frequently. So, so education, I think, as we said, was the number one and focusing yeah. on, on getting it. So you said one of the reasons is because it really does drive certain things. And you, you talk about how it drives conversions. And you talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and what, what I'll do is I'll just go directly to some, some data that I have here, right? A Google study um, back in 2018 said that uh, by decreasing the loading speed by just 0.1 seconds, you can lift your conversion rate by 10.1%. So if you have a, let's just say you have a, a site that loads in five seconds and you decrease that to 4.9 seconds, you can increase the conversion rate from 5% to 5.5%. That would be a 10% you know, increase in conversion. And if you do that by a second, you can really see that that will drive exponential kind of growth and conversion rate for you and really get people over the finish line a lot faster. Those are e-commerce metrics to say, great, I can go and check out. There, there's similar metrics saying, great, if I decrease the loading time by 0.1 seconds. Uh, I also just decreased the bounce rate by about 5% as well. So these are wow. things that'll really just increase the visitor kind of, you know, engagement with, you know, your your presence online in any type of way. So that's that's kind of where I would um, come back to is just look at the data. It's, it's pretty clear that speed really does drive conversions and, and leads to more engagement and, and better, uh, better, better experiences. Yeah. And of course, as a, as a, as, as a you know, as a business out there, I want those conversions. So these are pretty, these are pretty impactful numbers, to be honest with you. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. you know, this conversion, what about, what about speed's influence on SEO? Where, where does speed really influence the SEO or, you know, yeah. what, what do you have to say about that? Absolutely. I mean, Google now, uses these core web vitals metrics as a direct ranking factor in their search results. So 
they're looking at it both on mobile and on desktop. They just finished rolling out desktop earlier this month. Um, and they're saying that if your website is in what's called the, the good or in, in the green for core web vitals, you're going to get a little bit of a ranking boost. Um, if you're in the yellow zone, you get a little bit of a ranking boost. And then if you're red, you're not getting any ranking boost. And so something that, that directly impacts it. I think further, it, it, it does it just helps like people use your site more more effectively, which is always just going to be good for SEO. If people are going to link to it more, they're going to engage with it more. All of that type of stuff is going to directly impact you know your rankings within Google and, and search engines in general. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, that's important. I'm going to come back to you know the core, all the core web vitals in, uh, sure. in a few minutes, but just just staying on the speed because I think this is so critical. Um, you know, isn't it relative? I mean, you know, once is it always improving? Once somebody improves, then somebody else is better. Is it kind of like a cat and mouse game? I, you know, I don't, I don't think so actually, because I, I think kind of the the dimensions that we're working with are the the impact of just the human brain itself and how they focus and how it is able to just keep people engaged with the website. I, I would say if, if your website, you know, loads in. seconds versus 0.5 seconds, there's not going to be a huge difference there. But if it's one second to five seconds, that's a huge difference in how humans kind of impact it. So I think as as websites continue to get better, and I think they are getting better with speed, I think that this this kind of gap in experience will close as platforms get just get better at handling these kind of speed problems. But actually, I don't think it's relative. So I think it's just kind of based on how humans interact with it and, and kind of will perceive it going forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a- as it gets better, um, you know, this is going to influence the the the, con- the consumer experience. Um, and mm-hmm. how how can you know businesses ensure that they do have good consumer experience? And using speed is probably is the backbone for that. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. I- you know, I was talking about this a little bit earlier that speed is is one aspect of of the overall you know experience that you're giving on a website. It's probably the most important uh, factor, and they they definitely play into how you know consumers will experience and and you know drive drive conversions and and value for websites themselves. i I think also it, it really does need to be looked across all dimensions of using you know a digital experience. It's not just the first time somebody's coming to the site really needs to be about every single click and every single interaction that they're making, right? If you have an e-commerce site and somebody adds it to cart and that adding to cart takes five seconds and then people want to go to the cart page to start checking out, and that takes another five seconds. There, You're kind of adding this cognitive toll and using your digital experience that um, basically has this just friction and uh, you know decrease in conversion over the long run. So it needs to be just thought of as a part of a holistic customer experience kind of strategy to say, cool, speed is one aspect, but so is design and so is mm-hmm. um, you know how people are you know uh, interacting with every single you know part part of your presence itself. so mm-hmm. and and what are you seeing what are you seeing in the market? From Judah on the difference between you know desktop and mobile. Okay, um, we see the trends going towards mobile. Um, if you compared the two as far as functionality, we know you know in the past we had some issues with websites not having as good a mobile mobile sites and maybe yeah. not as much speed. What are you seeing the difference there now? Yeah, there's there's a there's a really big difference uh, between mobile and and desktop. Um, you know, definitely when you're measuring any type of speed, you should definitely try and be looking at that uh, as as a mobile first metric. Uh, the, the reality is that mobile devices they're lower powered, they often have lower bandwidths, and um, and it that makes it just that much harder to provide a good experience there. From Duda's data, we see that about um, mobile has about a 10 to 15 percent 
uh, decrease in passing core web vitals. So if we look at just desktop visitors, Duda passes core web vitals as, at about a 75% rate, but on mobile, it's only in about 60, 61% um, across the board. So desktop is just a lot easier to score well in just because you have more bandwidth, you have more power, and you have more kind of capability there um, to to really you know leverage the full screen and the processor power and, and all that type of stuff. So uh, mobile definitely needs to be a focus. Uh, it is, you know, about 55% of traffic on the web. So it's it's super important to say, great, we're going to design this to be a, what we would call as a mobile first experience. When we think about people visiting, we're thinking about it as mobile uh, as first. And then desktop is kind of the secondary add-on, which is backwards to, to, the, to the way a lot of people think today. Yeah, I wouldn't think that way. <laughs> so, I mean, I would think, um, but, but I, you know, I don't. I don't do a lot of like e-commerce on mobile because because of the fact that I find it so slow. But do you think do you do you think that technology just to stay on mobile for a minute before we take the uh, the break? Do you think you know the technology on the mobile is getting better and better, and as it gets better, it's going to improve, and 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 these core vit 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 vitals will improve on mobile. I do, yeah. Like I I think it it will happen. But at the same time, what's really difficult is that because people know that iPhones are getting more powerful and we have 5G now, which is going to be faster, um, developers themselves or people that build the websites, they're actually taking more liberty and saying, oh, I can use this this tool that you know takes up more resources i can embed this extra media they're continuing to make the website experience a little bit more difficult and so it's the constant game of great how much can a developer get away with by you know trying to just you know move quickly rather than focusing on speed and get things up and running um, as compared to um, can we go into and say great can we improve this on, on an ongoing basis? So I think that's one one answer. I think the other is that there's always going to be lower power devices, especially mm. once you're, you you talk about kind of developing economies where they use lower power Android devices, their cell networks are not as strong. In those areas, it's going to take a long time for them to even catch up to a lot of the more advanced countries that are there. So we see like Duda's internal data shows that the US and Europe past core web vitals at a much higher rate than places like uh, Latam um, or South Africa or any of these kind of regions that are, are just not as established and, and not as, you know, economically, you know, vibrant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, Russ, this is really interesting. And we're going we're gonna to take a short break. And when we come back, I, I want to stay a little bit on the subject of, of you know, what else, what other core, you know, we've talked a lot about speed as, as one of the most important um, core web vitals. And, you know, I want to talk about what else is really important um, for websites to be able to be ranked well in Google. And um, also, what, what are you seeing in e-commerce now? We're two years after this big boom. And what, what are the trends that you are seeing? So, for our listeners, we are talking to Russell Jeffrey, and he is Duda's Director of Platform and Product Strategy and leads product and technology integrations and partnerships. Russ also heads up Duda's App Store and is responsible for adding best-in-breed products and services to Duda's ecosystem. And Duda is a professional website builder trusted by over 18,000 agencies and SaaS partners. And since launching in 2010, they have 1 million, over 1 million sites have been published on the white label Duda platform. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Duda, please go to www.duda.co. And Duda is also clearly on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Facebook. And if you'd like to talk to Russ, then he's under Russell Jeffrey on LinkedIn. And I do want to say, if you go to Duda's website and go to the blog section, Duda is excellent at publishing some really informative blogs that I very often read. So I suggest our listeners go there and take a look at their blog section. And also, we talked a little bit about some papers. Um, we There was a 
white paper done in 2021 with Duda and Insights. If you'd like to get a copy of that, it's available at Cinda. Just go to info at Cinda.com. And this broadcast is brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold virtual trainings, conferences, market research, and legislative white papers focused on digital. Go to www.cinda.org for more information. And they are having a live conference in Mallorca, May 16th to 18th. And you'll be able to meet the Duda team in Mallorca and hear them present some other interesting facts. And with that, I'm going to take a short break. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Everybody has the key to a good story. Business is made up of some of the best. Starting a business from the ground up. Acquisitions, reinventing business and personal lives. Stories of fraud, lessons, good stories, and not so good ones. They all come together on Business Disrupted with Ted Gavin. We'll learn what lives behind the scenes of some of the most interesting figures and companies in business. Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. And today we are talking with Russ Jeffrey, and he is Duda's Director of Platform and Product Strategy and leads product and technology integrations and partnerships. Russ also heads up Duda's App Store and is responsible for adding best-in-breed practices for Duda's ecosystem. And Duda is a professional website builder trusted by over 18,000 agencies and SaaS partners. And since launching in 2010, has over 1 million sites that have been published on the white label Duda platform. So, Russ, we've talked about speed quite a bit, and we talked about why it's important for for um, uh, a consumer experience and a little bit on mobile versus desktop. So I'd like to I'd like to talk about some of the other core web vitals Google has. It's not just about speed. Um, what are some of the other performance aspects that SMBs need to look at to get ranked well in Google? Absolutely. There's two other primary metrics outside of speed that at Google is using. One is called what's uh, FID. It all just means is first input delay. What that's looking at is when somebody touches the, their mobile device and tries to scroll your website or click a button or interact with any part of it, is there a delay that happens? Is it laggy? Um, is there anything kind of preventing the user from tapping and engaging with the website itself? Uh, that, so that's one metric. It's kind of what Google says is interactivity on the, the experience itself. So just making sure that it is smooth, it's easy to use, it's it's uh, kind of fully functioning is, is, is one metric. The other one... Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the other metric that Google looks at is, is called um, CLS, which con- stands for Content Layout Shift. This is just essentially does the website move around as you are visiting it, right? I think we've all had the experience of scrolling through a page and something loads and it causes text to shift around, to move. Maybe the button has moved when you're about to click it. 
causing kind of a frustrating experience where you can't track and follow along with the website itself. So visual stability of the website is the other kind of core web battles metrics that's used today to rank websites in addition to speed. So they're looking, they're trying to measure, you know, the overall experience of a website, speed being one aspect, but also the visual stability and the you know, interactivity of the website. So when, you, when you're talking to this FID, the first input delay, it, to me, it's kind of like speed, isn't it? I mean, um, uh, and why, you mentioned they're looking at, do they, do they look at mobile first and desktop second? How are they looking at things now, Google? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're right that FID is very much a, speed is, is definitely very part of it. It's just saying that I'm, but it's, it's a different type of speed. It's my touch on the screen. Is it interacting? Uh, you're absolutely right that it's speed. But for, for the desktop and, and mobile question, it's a good question. Google collects data separately for mobile and desktop devices. So when they're applying those ranking factors, they're saying that, okay, we know a website on mobile is going to pass or not pass core web vitals. So let's apply that ranking benefit to just the mobile version of Google, right? Google knows if you're searching from a mobile device or a desktop. And so they're just saying, cool, we're going to rank differently the mobile and desktop websites and say that if we know it's a website is good or bad, we're going to use those in you know kind of the relative context. Um, so it's, it's kind of an interesting way that they're tracking. It's not overall, they're doing it on a kind of device basis. So just, just to help me understand that. So I have a website, okay, and... Um... And you know, let's say it's kind of an average website, and it's it's in the in the yellow zone, or what they might consider the yellow zone. Then, um, but I could be in the red zone on mobile because I'm not um, I'm not like you know I, I don't have this the FID uh, on the mobile. So they really could I have two different rankings. Then I'm just trying to understand this. Yeah, absolutely. You can have two different scores for desktop and mobile. Mm -hmm. So as, as an example, on mobile, like if we take just the, the speed metric, which says that you need your largest piece of content to load in under 2.5 seconds. That is what Google considers a good experience. And it's, uh, what they consider a medium or kind of the needs improvement or yellow experience is between 2.5 seconds and four seconds. Anything mm -hmm. over four seconds is the red. So if we, if in your example, if we say that on mobile, we know that it takes five seconds for my content to load and be shown on the screen, that's going to be in the red zone. But if on desktop, it takes 2.4 seconds, oh. Google's going to say, okay, great. It's in the green for the desktop version on average, right? Google's looking at this on average across uh, what's called like the 75th percentile or about the 75th, uh, you know, 75% of the visitors coming to your site. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I mean that's that's good to know. So that SMBs can they have to they have to really look at both devices then and measure them. So um, you know performance is so important, but I want to I want to come back to everything that's happened. Okay, you know we're two years now, almost exactly two years since the pandemic, and um, in 2021 when Duda did the landscape survey on e-commerce, we saw a a sh or you saw a sh short, kind of a small lift in e-commerce, um, a little bit less than both Duda and Insights expected. But what what's going on now? Okay, we're two years into this. Um, uh, what is what is Duda seeing in the in e-commerce? Are most SMBs really, you know, providing goods and services on the web now? Um, do you have any statistics around that? Yeah, I, I, I think that today, you know, SMBs are still not, you know, up to par with what I would think they would, would want to be, you know, given a lot of the, you know, expansion from COVID, right, COVID really accelerated a lot of these trends. But I still think that the majority of small businesses have not kind of made the, the full shift and moved over to kind of a digital first world. They're still trying to think about it, trying to figure it out, trying to get there. And I think that the reality is that a lot of the tooling needs to get better. A lot of the companies that support small businesses really need to, to really improve and customize their, you know, their, their tools to help these small businesses make that leap because they're not going to be able to do it on their own. I think the trend that I see in e-commerce and the web in general 
is it's not just about you know the e-commerce experience. It's about how can we transact online? How can we you know take payment in different ways online? It's not just a traditional great. Let's have a shopping cart. Let's check out. Let's do things. Let's really find a way to take any type of experience that I might have had in person. Like uh, let's just say I use a um, dry cleaning service. How can I replace uh, those type of engagements uh, online, right? For dry cleaning service, you may want to have the check-in where I can do it virtually and get my clothes ready and maybe just drop it off in person and not have to go up and pay the cash register. Maybe I can do all of that digitally and try and move those steps forward where I'm replacing some of those in-person items with a digital type of you know event or online-based event. And I think small businesses need to really think through those. And then also, obviously, the, the supporting environment around small businesses needs to continue to evolve in ways that not just works from an e-commerce perspective, but any type of digital experience that is online and really support all of those more holistically. I think it's a, it's a long road ahead uh, to get there, but it's, it's uh, that's where I would say I think the, the shift is going towards is any type of experience needs to be thought of as both digital, like online and offline, and how are they you know living uh, in tandem together. Mm-hmm. Interesting, because when you said that, I you know I was thinking about SMBs, but I was just thinking I was having a discussion the other day with an M, uh, enterprise, a, a large grocery store chain in the United States, uh, primarily in the Midwest, and they were telling me that their online orders are only 2%. And I can tell you the biggest ones here in Europe are probably about 15 or 16%, you know? So it's not, is it also about, is it also about not just moving SMBs? Is it also about moving enterprises in that direction so that people get used to doing these transactions online? I I think so. Um, I think if enterprises haven't already made that shift, I'm sure they're, they're trying to think through each, you know, how they can engage. I think the, the reality is people spend most of their time now on a phone. They spend most of their time now in front of screens. They're spending less time, you know, out in person looking for, you know, individual services. And the businesses are going to need to adapt to changing consumer behavior. And I think the, the, the reality is that they need to be online and they need to be in person. They need to provide an amazing experience across every each one of those channels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was my next question about a hybrid. You know, I mean, here in in Europe, where I'm based, um, pretty much things are opened up again in in most countries. Um, and do you think you do you think our behavior? You know, we had this virtual behavior, this e-commerce behavior the, uh, that we learned over the last 24 months. Now you know, people are kind of excited to have foot traffic again. Um, do you think we're going to move into this hybrid consumer behavior of both? I, I, I do. And I, I think uh, it's going to have to be this kind of half digital, half in-person type of experience. And, and you know, the, the successful businesses are going to be the ones that, you know, merge those together in unique and interesting ways and in ways that really um you know, drive people to really, really enjoy working or, or doing business with them. And that needs to be digital and that needs to be in person. And uh, you, that sometimes that, that means also doing business over the phone. I think it means, you know, wh- whatever channel is going to make the most sense for that business and really investing and, and doing those things um, as, as necessary. And mm-hmm. you're going to have to find a way to tie everything together and make it one customer experience at the end of the day. That, that's perfect. The one customer experience. So as we're getting towards the end of the show, Russ, so how can companies like Duda and how can agencies help enterprises and SMPs do this? Absolutely. I mean, I think one is is really having a, a focus on that you know experience and on on speed, like we've been discussing here today. Um, really empathizing with the troubles and the difficulties that small businesses have getting online and helping them get over a lot of those hurdles is where you know agencies can really jump in and help and be that you know digital consultant be the people they can talk through these different experiences these hybrid experiences like we've been saying kind of transitioning away from just the, the pure marketing angle and moving to how can I help your entire organization kind of thrive in this you know digital 
and in-person and hybrid world that we're, we're moving into almost kind of like a, you know, a consultant kind of aspect, a little bit away from just the pure, great, we're going to drive leads and drive traffic and, you know, be the digital marketing side. Mm-hmm. Good. And um, yeah, any last, one last word for our listeners? This has been really informative. We've learned a lot about Core Web Vitals and, and Speed. Um, thank you, Russ, so much. It's been super. Uh, any last closing sentence you'd like to tell to our listeners? Uh, no, I, I just want to say, you know, uh, I, I think, you know, speed and, and performance are, are going to continue to be important and continue to, 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 to drive and change. I think it's also going to evolve uh, over the next two years. I think you'll see people like Google evolving and changing each one of these metrics and making them more specific and making them more holistic of the site experience and trying to find ways that they are accurately measuring these tools. So I think it's going to be an interesting area that's going to be changing over the next several years. And, you know, keep keep an eye out on how people consider to talk or how Google and other organizations talk about experience, talk about speed as part of that experience and how they're really impacting that, that core, you know, um, you know, offering that any business kind of has out there. So that's, that would be my closing thought. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that, that's a super thought. So in other words, keep on our toes. That's <laughs> what you're saying <laughs> and watch exactly. everything that's going on. Well, Russ, thank you so much. It's great having you. And for our listeners, we've been talking to Russell Jeffrey and he's Judas director of platform and product strategy and leads product and technology integrations and partnerships. Russ also heads up Judas app store and is responsible for adding best-in-breed products and services to Duda's ecosystem. And Duda is a professional website builder trusted by over 18,000 agencies and SaaS partners. And Duda's mission is to make web design quick, easy, scalable, and painless. It's the leading web design platform for web professionals, agencies, and SaaS platforms who serve SMBs. And since launching in 2010, they have over 1 million sites have been published on the white label Duda platform. And if you'd like to learn more about Duda, please go to Duda. And as I said, go onto their website and look in the blog section. They have some great informative articles there. And then Duda is also on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you'd like to reach out to Russ, he is under LinkedIn on as Russell Jeffrey. So once again, Russ, thank you so much. Been great having you on the show. And um, you are also going to be live in Mallorca because this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's largest nonprofit digital associations serving small businesses with partners such as Duda. And Duda will be live doing presentations uh, in Mallorca from the 16th to 18th May at Cinda's live conference. And you can meet up the team of Duda there. And with that, Russ, once again, thanks a lot and take care. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. This is great. Okay, great. And uh, listeners, please listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you miss one of our live broadcasts, then don't worry because you find us all over the web. And with that, thank you for tuning in. And until next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.